What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is Real Reality Realness with Brian K. James, the podcast where I, your host, Brian, interview figures in music, reality TV, and pop culture about their lives, their perspectives, and their platforms. Join me five days a week as I get to know some of my favorite people through their points of view and their journeys to their personal greatness. Lock in while I clock in, because we are about to get into it. Alrighty, welcome and welcome back to the show. This is Real Reality Realness. I am Brian K. James, and I put the mess in the message. I am so excited to have this person on the show today. They are an incredibly talented drag artist, but you may also recognize them from Chasing Atlanta season five, and I cannot wait to get to know them better. Ladies, gentlemen, and every gender or lack thereof in between, join me in welcoming to the show, Drew Friday. What's up, what's up, what's up, you all? How y'all doing or whatever? Hey, friend. What's going on, boo? Nothing much, friend. How you doing, girl? I am doing so good. Thank you for making some space for me in your calendar. I know you are a very busy woman, honey. You got all the things of the things going on tonight. I appreciate you making a quick second for me. I appreciate you for just even asking me to be a part of. Bitch, just broke a nail. This is great. Trying to open up my water bottle, broke a nail. I appreciate you for just giving me the space to even like come on and like even just reaching out and asking me. Sickening. Of course, it is my absolute pleasure. Now, from one to 10, how happy is Drew Friday? Okay, 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 Drew. Are you asking Drew Friday or are you saying Drew Friday? You didn't say nothing about seven, period. Um, Drew Friday. Drew Friday is very, very, very happy. Mm-hmm. Drew is booked, busy, and blessed, and is trying not to let her gigs take her out. Nice. She's trying to stay afloat. She's happy, though. Nice. Now, from 1 to 10, how happy is 7? Okay, so on a 1 to 10, okay, it varies on the day. I can give you today. Today, she is about uh, seven and a half, eight. Why she is seven and a half, eight? My dog pissed me off. I have a puppy, um, a four-month-old black lab, and I'm trying to house train. That's not going too well. He's winning the battle, and I am losing. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm What's keeping it at an eight and a half is, I mean, I can say it now because it's announced, I am opening up for Lady Bunny here in Atlanta on August, on April 16th. So that has me like ecstatic and through the moon because it's like, bitch, what? You started drag five and a half years ago and now you're like opening up and telling jokes at a comic show for the iconic Lady Bunny. So Seven, she's like, oh, bitch, let's go. The hormones slap her around. But she's still like, oh, girl, 
you got titties. You should be happy. That girl, I love that. Like, girl, you got titties. What's she sad about? <laughs> I absolutely love that. When did you discover drag? Um, It was a dare. I discovered it in 2016, 2017. Um, my best friend, one of my best friends, Michael, um, he dared me to do um, this newcomer's night at the club that I work for called MSR. Um, and it was basically just like boys. Like we were supposed to be just like bur- doing burlesque. And he signed up for it. So he signed me up for it. And I was like, I'm not doing it. And he was like, I dare you to. Okay, I'm going to do it. So the owners at the club, which ended up becoming my drag dad, she said, I'm going to make you do drag. No, the fuck you're not. <laughs> and then she dared me Halloween. And I did it. I saw how much money I made. And I was like, huh. I'll be getting geisha a couple of more times. I'm getting geisha a couple of more times. Oh, we can try this. And I kind of, not even kind of, I fell in love. Okay. So how did we land on Drew Friday? Um, my name was always Drew Friday before drag. Um, I was a dancer. Um, I choreographed for an artist. Um, for a girl group named Obsessed. They were signed to Timbaland. I used to choreograph for Natasha Mosley. She has a song with Jeremiah called I Can Fuck You All The Time. I'm pretty sure people know it. Um, I was her creative director and her choreographer um, and my manager at the time for that. At the time for that, my phone is supposed to be on Do Not Disturb. I don't know (laughs) what just happened and how that phone called, because it's my brother. It came through my favorites. Um, So at the time, my manager felt like Ramir was, <laughs> my name was too long. Mm. Um, and while I was choreographing, my manager also had me in a pop group, which was boy girl group. And they didn't want people to know whether we were a all girl group or all boy group. Um, so we all had to have unisex names. I was younger, I used to tell my mom all the time, I'm going to change my name to Andrew. The first chance I get, they told me I had to change my name. Andrew's not unisex. Bitch, we're dropping the end and we're just gonna do Drew. The group's name was Friday. I changed my Instagram handle to Drew underscore Friday. Again, I am at the time a working dancer as well as being in a startup pop group. People started calling my management asking for Drew Friday, not knowing that my name was Drew and the group name was Friday. The group's names changed. The group is no longer. And she took Drew Friday. Okay. So where are the other members of your group now? Where's Monday through Thursday? (laughs) Uh, Not Monday through Thursday. Imani (laughs) is a mother, is a married woman with two children. Um, And Mallory is uh, somewhere... I think she's still in Georgia, but every time I get on social media, I see her like climbing like mountains and like going caving. She was the white girl of the group, so she did white people activities. Um, Her and her boyfriend like going caving and shit like that. I'm still very much friends with them. Um, Before we were in a group together, we danced together. Those are my sisters. Those are always going to be my sisters. I absolutely love that. So how active are you in the dance world outside of drag today? Um, uh, not active. 
Um, I don't take class. I don't take classes that often. I take privates now with different choreographers that I'm cool with and that I'm friends with. Um, um, I mean, people know me because I am technically a uh, um, alumni of a dance company here called Groove Two Music. Shout out to Groove. Um, so I'm still like on group chats with everybody, and uh, I take classes every now and again. But I haven't been in a class in probably about a year and a half. Okay. But she is not backup dancing for anyone or choreographing for anyone. No. Is there a specific reason why? Um, Natasha Mosley was the last artist that I worked for. Um, and I stopped working with Natasha Mosley because I wanted to go into do drag and do my own thing. Um, I love to dance. I mean, granted, you guys see I dance a lot when I perform. I love to dance. However, dance is not my it's not my passion. I do not want to be a touring or booked dancer. I want to be a touring and booked drag queen. Okay. Yeah. How different is Drew from Seven? Um. Huh, that's a good question. Um, we are very different. Um, Seven is a lot more chill. Um, I'm very much content with staying in my bed and watching Grey's Anatomy episodes all day long. Um, that um, Drew loves being on stage. Drew loves being on stage. Drew, it's like Beyonce and Sasha Fierce. Beyonce is more subdued. She's to herself. She mind her business. She be she be with herself and her family. And Sasha Fierce is the one that y'all get that's on stage. It's basically about the same. Okay, that makes perfect sense. At this point in your career, you said you've been doing drag, what, five years at this point? Mm -hmm, five and a half. Nice. Do you do drag for you or for, or, or for your audience? Ooh, high five, friend. That was a good one. Ooh, that was a good one. So when I started doing drag, it was for the audience. Mm -hmm. Then once I started getting booked and uh, I started working with people it became less about the audience and more about what my drag parents wanted because I have three it was more so what my drag parents wanted or my drag idols wanted and what people thought I should be doing within my drag then after that it went to back to doing it for the people. I'm doing numbers that people want me want to see. Top 40, I'm only doing things that people are, since I'm so booked, I'm doing what they want to see. Now. Oh, but now. <laughs> I am doing it for me. Yes, ma'am. I now know what I like. And now I know who Drew Friday is as a drag queen and as a performer. So now I'm starting to work on numbers and work on concepts that I want to do. Like I've done recently, I did a SZA number. I've never done SZA, ever. I always wanted to do SZA. However, you know, people come to see me do Cardi, Nicki, Ariana Grande, Beyonce. That's why I'm sticking. Mm. Now it's like, no girl, you want to do sad girl depressed music? Do your sad girl depressed music. And just perform the hell out of it because you're doing this for you. The people are going to come because they love you and they love 
they love watching you perform. So they're gonna come whether you do Spice Girls, SZA, Kalani, or Britney Spears. It took me a long time to learn that too. It took me a long time to learn that too. And I, I think love- what's teaching me to do that is seven. What's your go-to number? Say that again? My What's your go-to, go-to number? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Y'all have seen me doing on the show. Um, it's the Beyonce Destiny's Child medley. Okay, yeah. Um, that I have. It is <laughs> seven minutes and 45 seconds long. You love. Um, that is my go-to number. That and... Uh, I really want her to follow me and I really want her to just be like, come on, girl, come do it on tour. Cardi B's money. However, comma, it has to be the live Grammy version. I love that specifics. I love that like specific choice of song. Cause back in the day when I used to do drag in my six out of nine lives, um, I would only like, like there was a point where I discovered um, Bodak Yellow, right? But mm. there's a version where they put Bodak Yellow over Jay Z's Big Pimpin'. Uh huh. I know the exact one you talk about. I will. I only would perform that version only ever. Like it's what only don't- from now on. Period. What people don't realize is, I'm sorry, I I rather a live arrangement over a track any day because artists actually go harder with their live arrangements than they do with the regular track because the track is just manipulated vocals. Give me the live version. I need the I need to feel the instruments. Again, being a dancer, I need to feel the music. It's not always about yes, I'm a drag queen and I need to learn my, know my lyrics. I like seeing a drag performer. What's Bitch, Sasha, Kobe, to be exact. On I'm in love with a monster, that bitch went, ooh, ooh, ooh. And you heard, you saw her. You heard all of those ooh, because she heard all those ooh, and she hit every ooh. <laughs> if you don't know your, it, to me, the best part of the song is the track. Yes. Yeah. So I will take a live track over a studio track any day. And, and not unless the studio track has a ton of instruments. Being a former drag queen that started at, at that started as a dancer as well, I agree with you on that. I think dancers hear music so differently. And I think that's why by people who start as dancers make make the best performers. Because mm-hmm. they use music for for public consumption like they hear music how it's gonna be received by other people because you dance for for other people to watch you You Mm -hmm. so it's like the way dancers interpret music comes in the way that it's supposed to be performed out Mm -hmm. and that just that touched my song yeah like as a as a viewer, it just makes you appreciate the performance so much more. So much more. It really does. Like, as a dancer, I appreciate it. Like, but it also makes me that much more critical watching performers. Like, like I, I am so, like... 
saying about watching people perform now because now I'm like, but it's got to feel a certain way. It's it, it, it's got to look a certain way. It's got to emote a certain way. And it's like. I was in, I was talking to a drag king the other day, one of my friends, and he was like, somebody put that I was an like I was anti-drag king in a huge drag king group chat. And it was because of something that I posted. I have reposted something on Facebook that basically had said um, just different things to look out for as a performer. And I, when I reposted it, I said, I want to send this to a couple of drag kings. And he had to go in there because he was an admin for it. And he had to go, no, 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 no. She's not saying, she's not saying that she doesn't support drag kings. What, because she's going to read a drag queen, drag queen and herself. And if she's reading you, it's coming from a, it's coming from a place, uh, a good place because she's one damn good performer. And I like, I reached out to the person that, posted and I was like I wasn't saying like all drag queen drag kings are not good performers there are just certain drag kings as well as queens that don't pay attention to their music and don't listen to it and just do shit and it's just like well okay you just gonna flip around this um bar you not listening to your music so why should you, I you know I <laughs> Didn't expect to veer off subject here, but you know, to your point, there are, and mind you, come for me or not, no one ever comes for me. I don't know why. Like, I, I be asking for smoke, and, and like, no one ever comes for me. But, like, um, being as someone who you, once again, I used to do drag, so I have an informed opinion here. I have never, in my tenure, I haven't come across a lot or any that I can recall drag kings that really were like hardcore performers i haven't i'm not saying that they don't exist i'm just saying that if you gotta I come went, to atlanta i just haven't seen any that are like i don't see nobody out here doing like usher level chris brown level backstreet boys like no strings attached makes me ill level like Bye, bye, bye out this bitch. Like, I'm not seeing, you know, Justin Timberlake rock your body out here. Like, I'm not seeing that. You know what I'm saying? And as much as I love the girls that get out here and scoot around to the Bruno Mars, I love that for y'all. It's T, it's Q, I love that for y'all. But as somebody to be a former drag queen, like, we're expected, well, y'all, because I'm retired, Y'all are- To jump off shit. My costume gotta have, I gotta have stones throughout my whole entire costume. And if I don't, it's crazy. I gotta have on a nail. Baby, if you don't have on a nail, are you really doing drag? Like- The expectations are so much higher for drag queens than they are for drag kings. And I think, especially when it comes to an overall presentation and a performance, like, I think drag queens today are expected to be samurai Beyonce while looking like she's at the Met Gala. Like it, and and they're all. You want me to be in this? All you time. want me to be in a costume that is very constricting, and I can't breathe. Bitch, yeah. I can barely bend over, but yet you want me to come out here and give you P Valley type choreo. And want you to be out here giving Trinity from the Matrix. 
down the house. Boots. Wow. Victor Dupree Sanchez get to just walk around <laughs> this bitch naked. Or to Tony. Or or no see no shade. No see no shade. Mallory whatever her last name is gonna be Valentine mm-hmm. hun you know what I mean by Mallory Valentine girl she uh-huh. can walk around here and tiptoe to Shania Twain but yet I gotta y'all... come out here and give you the whole formation tour it, yes and, and literally... if I don't have three costume changes within my one number it's a problem you ain't shit. I don't get it. Which is so funny because it makes me realize how old I am now. Like, my example would have been people would people expect me to come out and do the entire Janet Jackson All For You tour. You know, I didn't think that the shirt and them really knew who should know who that was. See, you know, most of my audience is from about 24 to about 44. So we grown folks over okay, here. Okay, okay, okay. Sickening T, that's what's up. Okay, so yeah, they want me to come out here and forget the offer you tour. They want me out here doing motherfucking pleasure principles choreo. Yeah, with the chair, back flipping off of speakers, with the knee pads, with the shirt, with the right numbers on it, with the GoTA shirt. Yes, and if I don't get that five, four, three, two, one hand gesture correct, they fucking me. Fucking. You are kicked out of the rhythm nation. Like, <laughs> and it's like, it's like, girl, 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 girl. I got on a corset. So let me ask you in that thought process, how much different is your go to number from your moneymaker? My go-tos are my moneymaker. I love that. She I was love a creative that. director. She was a creative director. She knows what people like to see. Mm-hmm. I just do it with artists. Baby, is that getting, is that, is that bringing in money? Mm-hmm. No, it's not. We gonna put her, we gonna put that routine on the back burner and we gonna keep practicing her until we can get her up there to make that said money. What's the number that you want to do on stage that you know is not going that you that that you know is probably not going to bring you in the coin that you want but you know that like watching it on video it's going to be sickening to watch back. What's that number? Okay, this is going to be really really this is going to be this is going to sound really crazy coming from me. Um so um the reason why I know I won't make any money is because I'm not going to be able to grab the money. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a Kylie Minogue set. Yes. And like, I don't think anyone would look at me and go, Drew doing Kylie Minogue. I don't think anyone would like expect for me to want to do a Kylie Minogue set. And I want like beaded, I want a beaded fringe costume. I want feather boas. I want to give you like glamour. It's that. And then I have a slow, and I have the set, I have the music made already. And I have a, a set, a Jennifer Lopez set. And it's all slow. The J-Lo set is all slow. The J-Lo set starts off with, um, 
Now if I give you me, this is how it's got to be. First of all, I won't take you cheating on me. But it's the it's the slow version. It's uh-huh. her singing it live. Um, uh-huh. And then it goes into Drake's um, Teenage um, Dream. Oh then my. from Teenage Dream, it goes into this song that she um, has called um, all my girls get low. I can't think of any goddamn song, but it go. It's a slow version that she's that like sh- when she does it on tour, she's in a chair. Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes back and forth, and bet- it goes in and out of from. It's called Girls. It goes back and forth between that and If You Have My Love. I love and it's that. all slow, and it's nothing but sex. I love that. You know, for me. It sucks because for me, all the numbers that I wanted to do that I couldn't do were just because I knew they wouldn't know the songs. Like for me, I wanted to do Grace Jones nightclubbing. Oh, sick. And do like the actual performance of her like in the monkey suit and her mm. jumping down the stairs and then pulling off the head. And it's just this beat fucking face. See, that's the type of numbers that you gotta do for the alternative white girl. And you know they'll get, they will go up. They're gonna tip you down. I will say I like going to small. It's I will. I want to shout this shout out this place. It's called Mary's in Atlanta. I love Mary's. It's in East Atlanta. East Atlanta, like they they love all types of drag. Like they especially alternative drag. And that's some shit that you that you can do at Mary's, and they will go the fuck up. If I ever do a one night tip, just because I'm feeling something, that'll be the place I go. Cause I. Mm-hmm. Num- I, that, that number eats me. Like I have this this woman's face tattooed on my body. Like I want to do that number so, but uh, idle. And then there's another number. Well, there's there's another couple numbers that I want to do, but I can't do just because you know it's not legal in certain states. Mm-hmm. Um, Erica Badu's on and on, and mm-hmm. the Elliot's super duper fly, but like actually mm-hmm. test blunt during the performance. Hmm. You probably just gave me an idea for my 420 show. Thank you. Yeah, cause for on and on, Erica Badu, I have a whole thing mapped out where it's like a full thing where I'm like sitting there and like during the song, I, I literally sit there talking, doing like regular shit, getting my like actual look together, but I'm rolling a blank, right? So like I got roll it during the number, doing the lip sync, all of that, but like I'm multitasking, rolling up, da 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 da, getting dressed. Then like about halfway through, I'm dressed, lunch rolled, light. Then just go through and just walk through the crowd, singing and passing it around. I did uh, something like that for a show that I did, a 420 show I did last year. It was right after the car accident. Um, it, I had, it was right. That was the first show that I did after the car accident. Um, and uh, I sat down and I did um, Erica Badu. So it calls Iron, and I sat there with a martini glass, and I was and I was rolling a blunt with the microphone. Brothers, y'all all right? Yes. And when she got to that second turn around and walk some ass, well, hold up, listen. Partner, I ain't no cheap thrill. And I yeah. said that I smoked the blood and sipped on my martini and did that home side song because I couldn't dance. I live. 
I live. I need that video. I need that video. It was so sickening. It was so sickening. And I was so mad that I did not save any of those videos from when I reposted them on my Instagram to send to um, Dario (laughs) for like footage. I was like, fuck, what was wrong with me? Yes, that would have been But then at the same time, it was just like, I I wasn't supposed to be doing the shows because the car accident. Right. I swear. And the other one that I want to do is Missy Elliott's Super Duper Fly, but like in the big ass, like, Mm-hmm. Trash bag outfit, and, mm-hmm. and like be sitting there like, like with what in the hand, but like I can't really smoke because the 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 thing is so big. So I want to like go through and like have people like light it and like pass it to me to smoke. It's so bitch. Funny. Nah, one better. Put it in. Get a big Afro wig and put the blunts in your wig. I've done that. I've done that. Now I've done that. I did that and I did um it, it was a Lenny Kravitz song. Cause it was like a turnabout show, right? And I did Lenny Kravitz Mr. Cab Driver. And I just okay. got this song like with with this makeshift like cab station bus stop waiting for like cars to come get it was such a fun number. But anyway, where do you want drag to ultimately take you? Um I mean, we all know Drag Race. <laughs> That's a given. Um, I want to be able to just like tour as a drag, as a as a touring drag queen. I want to be like a. I, everyone says they want to be Rue. I don't want to be Rue. I want to be Rihanna. Period. I want to be Rihanna. Not only do I want to be able to tour and perform, I want to have cosmetic cosmetic deals. I want to be the face for major brands like Dolce & Gabbana, Chanel, like I, I I, want my drag to open up so many doors that even, even within my transition at seven, she's getting booked because of doors that Drew Friday opened. Mm, I love that. Okay. I want to be able to do, I want to be able to go overseas because of drag and perform and meet people everywhere. Have you auditioned for the show yet? Huh? Oh, oh, see, uh-huh, right, got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking, yes, I've auditioned twice. Um, I auditioned um, the season, what season was that? What, what season are we on, 16? I auditioned season 15. Um, and I auditioned, wait, no, we're on 15 right now. I auditioned season 14 and I auditioned season, can't say. T, gotcha. Um, so in the season that you can talk about, who did you audition for Snatch Game with? Season, I can tell you both of my, I can tell you all my Snatch Game characters. Um, my first audition say I did Portia Williams, and so that's and so I look like her. <laughs> yes, you do. That's so smart for you. Yeah, I look like her. I act like her. <laughs> my friends down here say you've never seen Portia Williams and Drew Friday in the, at the same time. No, I'm just saying. Like, I'm Portia. Go naked. Go get go naked here. <laughs> um, I did Portia, 
Um, and I did, um, let's see if you catch this. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. I did New York. T. And because titties. Okay, so I did earlier New York, like Flavor of, okay. flavor of Love before the titties with the oh. cigarette and the white, the white beater that was cut. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give it up uh-huh. delicious, you look like a man. Right, very Beyonce, Beyonce. Y'all say, I'm so sorry, girl. Good morning to you, 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 fuck you, you can die. <laughs> so you can choke. You can choke. <laughs> um, and then I also did, um, cause that year we had to do three. Um, I also did Wendy Williams. <gasps> they upped it to three? That year it was three. I feel like I might have had something to do with that. That year it was three and I was highly offended. I felt like it was at that time it was before I started transitioning. I felt like it was very, very, very homophobic because I was in my room <laughs> painting the three different faces stressed. I I think I might have had something to do with that. And I know for a fact that I didn't. But I'm just gonna say this because the one time I did audition for the show due to a dare, bonding. You did three? I did three. Oh, you ain't shit. (laughs) You ain't shit. (laughs) Oh, well, uh, well, still, you ain't shit, because three was hard. Three, I was in this motherfucker like, what the fuck? And they only give you a month to do the tape. What the shit? And then they don't give you those questions for Snatch Game until you start doing the tape. Mm -hmm. So it was like, oh, y'all got me fucked up. Three? Damn. What was the easiest part about doing the um, tape for you? Because the easiest part for me was Snatch Game. The easiest part for me was doing the um, Snatch Game characters because I auditioned with Ayanna Van Zandt. I auditioned with Jennifer oh, I love Lewis. my CT. And I auditioned with Kathy Griffin. Okay, sickening. Um, for me, okay, well see, okay, both of my tapes were different because without being able to say too much. Cut this out. I did not make it this season. Uh, okay. I went pretty far. I went pretty far, but I didn't get it. Okay. I can talk about my, I can talk about my, my audition tape, but I can't really, uh, fuck, uh, fuck. I can talk about my audition tape. I just can't, I, I try not to say too much because there are rumors that I got it and I, I did not. I'm in like in chats where they're like, "Oh, Drew's going." No, she not. She's gonna be right here <laughs> filming something else, but she's not filming it. Um, got it. So my first tape, Snatch Game, was the hardest for me because mm-hmm. that was when I was still learning how to do makeup and learning how to paint like other people. So that shit was hard. It was the painting like other people. It wasn't mimicking them. It wasn't learning their mannerisms. That that shit was easy. Um, it was the the painting. So the three snatch game was was snatch game was the worst. This time doing it when I did it for season when I did it for season fifteen. That's what we're gonna say. When I did it for season fifteen, it was different because we only had to do two. Yeah. And my two, I did. Who did I? I did Whitney Houston. Easy. I look like her. Yeah. I've already been practicing 
practicing Whitney for a year. Mm-hmm. Easy. And then my other one was something that I made up. I did Black Gay Jesus. Yes, Black Gay Jesus. <laughs> I had a rhinestone crown. My stash, my um turban hat was stoned out. I had on a stoned out thong. Oh, I made him gay. I love that. You I know made what I- Jesus so fucking gay. Like my friends was my friends was in here helping me film it. They were dying. Like they were like, girl, you are stupid. So like snatch game, it was just now I will say the second time around, it was because I knew how to paint. So it was easy. The hard part for me, I will say that was really hard was the questions. The 20 questions that they have you answer about yourself and your drag. Mm. Okay. Okay, I that see that. That was the hard part for me. Because especially like, tell us about yourself, tell us about your drag in three words. Three adjectives at that. Mm-hmm. Bitch, I'm part of the Child No Left Behind crew. Bitch, what is the adjective? I'm... <laughs> like, girl, what? I am deceased. <laughs> Not hate the Child Left Behind crew. Not part... Not one of George W. Bush's grandchildren. Yes, I am. Yes. So, like, you want me to describe myself in three adjectives? Mm, that's crazy. And then, not only do you want me to describe myself in three adjectives, you mean to tell me that I have to do answer all 20 questions and I only got five minutes? It take me five minutes to answer the first question. <laughs> that's where editing comes in. That's where you cut that bitch like a mother. You cut that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> thank God for Andario for doing my um. Thank you, and Dale for doing my Drag Race tape because baby, that Dale. first one, <laughs> that first one, I was in this bitch stressed. I was so stressed out, and then like you hear different things of get it in before Christmas, get it in before Christmas. So I was trying to get get it in the first time before Christmas. My the last time I did a tape, I hit that bitch in the last day. It was like it's due at midnight on the seventeenth. It was I hit I hit send on the email at eleven thirty on the seventeenth. I'm dead. You out here playing with World of Wonder like that? That is too funny to me. Oh, and it was because my last time doing it, I was just very much like I didn't want it to be perfect. However, I did want to make sure I wasn't giving them looks that I had already either put on social media or stuff that I put in my last tape. Um, mm-hmm. I was just actively trying to make new shit. Mm-hmm. And okay. like showcase, I didn't want to showcase, like my paint has changed, my face has changed so much from the tape specifically due in like December. My face had changed from when I started doing different looks that I wanted to put in to when the tape was actually supposed to be due. And it was like, I don't look like that no more. Wow. And I didn't want to give them something that I didn't even look like anymore or that didn't even feel like me. Like a lot of my stuff before taking hormones, before July, I didn't want to use any of that. Mm-hmm. 
I wanted to like give them, I wanted to show like me because that's what I was actively being told from everybody. Show them you, show them you, show them you. And that's not what I did my first take. Hmm. Nice. So do you think you're gonna try out again at some point? Oh yeah, I'm gonna try out every year until I make that bitch. Every year till I make that bitch, period. Y'all not gonna get it. Y'all gonna put me on. Period. Why? Because it's a goal of mine. To, and it's not even just to be on TV. I wanna go because I want to, granted, yes, I can grow and I can learn outside of it. I'm going to continue to grow and learn outside of it. However, doing that, especially just talking to some of my friends about it, it's just like, it's a different level of growth. It's a different level of, bitch, you're out here by yourself. And this is where you really see what you can do. It's not like any other competition where you're just doing it and yes, you're growing and you're learning. That's a different step. That's a different level of learning and growing. And I want to learn and grow with both my drag and my personal. So I want to know it's the Olympics of drag. I want to know what I can grow what I can grow and learn on because drag is going, I'm be, I'm a dad doing drag. I'm be 95 at the shows. <laughs> that is beautiful to be perfectly honest. That is honestly beautiful. I, I, I love that. So getting into your other experiences with reality TV, Talk to me about what went into your decision to go out for Chasing Atlanta and what the casting process was like for you. It was a dare. <laughs> My mama ain't raised no bitch. I'm not gonna say no to a dare. I, <laughs> I did go, go, go off trail. I love that. So I'm not. I'm not so for Chasing Atlanta and where do I say thank you? Who, 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 who do I send the thank you card to? My best friend, Broccoli. He was in my first intro. So he was in my opening scene when I went to the um, the networking event. Um, he used to be, he was also my manager at that time. I had sent him, like they had posted something about looking people, looking for people and I had sent it to him and Imani Van Zapp. Imani Van Zapp, that is my PT. Eric is my uncle. My parents are very, very close. Um, the church that I grew up in, he that's how my parents know each other. They went to the same church. Um, I sent it to both of them. And Imani Van Zapp was like, I don't see no reason why you shouldn't do it. And then my best friend was like, I mean, I dare you to do it. Challenge accepted. Uh, <laughs> say less so um I literally just sent the email and I think I was it was the casting process was fairly quick for me um I heard different things from other people on how the casting process went I heard about people sending like videos in I did not do any of that um I sent an, I sent an email I don't even think I sent an email I think I sent a DM I think I responded to a to a DM I responded to a story and I got an in-person, I got, I got an in-person interview scheduled. I walked into my interview. Everybody looked. I left out my interview and went to Jersey, went to New York, 
and probably maybe two weeks after that was when I got the email. You have been officially chosen. The next email you're going to get after contracts are signed, you will get the whole cast list. And I was like, oh, sickening, stellar. Stellar. <laughs> cool, I guess I'm doing a reality show. <laughs> I, I, hadn't, I hadn't walked Chasing Atlanta. Really? I did not. And now I knew one person, two people that were affiliated with it. I knew Lyric London. Okay. Dancer. Yeah, right. Makes um, sense. We are really, really close. That's my Leo brother. Well, he is a Virgo. Take that back. His birthday is the day after mine. Yes, um, <laughs> he is. I'm a Leo Virgo cuss. That's my Virgo brother. Love him Big down. <laughs> um, and then I knew, of course, Imani Van Zapp. And I knew Reese. And I knew Reese because Reese was friends with my best friend, Shanae, who was on Bad Girls Club. So, oh, like, I knew Reese when, like, season one was going, was airing. And that, I watched some of season one. After that, I didn't watch anything else. So, yeah, I had knew nothing about it. I ain't, I ain't seen none of them bites. And I didn't get yeah. And I had just walked in and had just did, yeah. Okay, so once you got casted um, by semi-surprise, um, did you decide to bring Drew Friday to the show or did you decide to bring Seven? Um, Seven wasn't created yet. Seven wasn't there yet. I hadn't, when we, when we started, I was still Ramir, my dad mm -hmm. name. I hadn't started transitioning. I, yeah, I was still in therapy, actually, <laughs> talking about that. Um, because I wasn't sure if it was me being insecure or if I just felt super confident in drag and didn't want to get out of it. Um, so I wasn't sure if that confidence was just because, oh girl, no, you want to be a girl? Or was it because as Ramir, I knew I was actively insecure. Mm -hmm. um, and when I did my audition, I told them they would get both Drew Friday and Ramir. Mm -hmm. So that's why y'all would see me in drag and see me out of drag. Mm -hmm. um, so I knew going on to the show that, well, if I'm going to do a reality show, baby, I'm going to show all of me. Like, I'm not just going, I'm, I'm going to try to show all of me. I'm not just going to give, I'm not going to just give them Drew. And then I also had, once I got casted, I looked up Hershey. And I saw what Hershey gave them. And I was like, oh, let me be like my sister. Let me get them both. Period. Makes perfect sense. So what did you want us as an audience to receive from you going into your first season? Like, what did you want us to see from Drew Friday? Oh, bitch, I was so confident. I was like, oh, they gonna say that I'm pretty. They <laughs> like, oh, these bitches is gonna live for my pain. Oh, these hoes gonna be like, she's stylish. Oh, bitch, they gonna love me. I'm gonna be the funny friend. And they gonna say that she work. They're gonna say that she worked and she is the, I, when I did my audition, I said, oh, I, they're going to say that she is the best performer that Chasing Reality has had. And the best performer. I did that. I love that. Put any of them, put any of them bitches in a versus battle with me. I'm performing better than any bitch. That's a part of the franchise, period. Love everybody to death. However, comma. 
<laughs> I know I'm that bitch when it comes to performing. Um, so I just really wanted the people to just like be like, oh, she a cool ass bitch. But I didn't think I was a cool ass bitch. I'm dead. So what did you take away from the reception of the audience now that the show is aired and you've gone through the process? Like, how do you feel about how the audience felt about you? Now, now I'm like, oh, these hoes really like me. Oh my gosh. Girl, you was just reading the wrong comments. Even though Kendra told you to stay your black ass without them comments, you didn't listen, girl. You was just reading the wrong ones, girl. Now, because like, because I travel so much, and I, I mean, I'm from Jersey, so I go back home to Jersey and New York a lot. I perform up there a lot. And a lot of our fan base is up there. Mm. So like, I'll be on a flight. I was on a flight and a flight attendant came next to me and she was like, because I had on a shirt that said Drew Friday <laughs> with a mask on. And she was like, um, here's some drinks. I love you and just know that you are worthy. And I was I was flying to New York for pride. And she was like, just know that you're worthy. I just watched the episode where you cried. I love you. And I was like, wow. You're about to make me cry. And it was right before we started. It was the, it was the day before we filmed the reunion that that happened. In August, I was up in New York. I was in Brooklyn for my best friend's bachelorette party. And I am very aware of my surroundings because of the show. And I saw these two black ladies, black women, mind you, I, I'm trying not to say, I, I, this is not racist at all. My best friend is Italian. Mm-hmm. So we're in Dumbo Park having a picnic and I'm with a whole bunch of white girls. Mm-hmm. They drunk. And we've been drunk for the past 48 hours. Yeah. So they're not paying attention to their surroundings while we're walking around because it's legal in New York, smoking and drinking. They not paying attention, but I'm paying attention because we're on a private side where we walked past security to get to our private cabana in mm-hmm. in the park. And they are following us. What the fuck is going on? They came up to me and was like, this question, are you Drew Friday? And I was like, yes. And they were like, oh my gosh, we love you. We watch the show. So like, I get so many people now, even just like my shows here in Atlanta, because of people watching the show, they are sold out every weekend. And it's like, I'm seeing that the people actually did like me and they did love, they like, they do love me and they fuck with me. And it was like, oh my God, like, wow, hmm, this is crazy. I cry at majority of all my shows. I love that. I love that for you. Absolutely love that for you. Now, when it comes to your cast, what percentage of the castmates would you say are your actual friends in real life versus people who you just show up and create a great show with? I am cool and cordial with everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any problems with anyone. My, fr- However, the people that like, say for instance, if I'm down and out and I'm in a hospital and I'm, I'm calling some people, that would be Dominique, Troy, Willa, people are probably going to be fucking shocked when I say this name because of how we ended. Um, Jay Amore, um, and Rico with a cat. Oh, that's a plan. <laughs> no, I'm joking. That's dope. I love that. Those, those are my friends. 
like okay. outside of the show like those are my friends especially Willa and Dominique and Jay and Troy, Troy. Okay. everybody nice. know Troy is my niece Willa's my sister Jay that's my bitch and Nick Nick is my brother I love that do you have a dynamic that you prefer? Would you rather go through reality TV with people who you consider your friends and cho- and your chosen family? Or would you rather just show up, clock in, do your job and go home? Um, it's a tr- That's a tricky situation because when there is drama with your friends and your like with your people, it spills over outside of the show. So you have to deal with that drama. You have to deal with that outside of it. And then it also heightens when you're on a TV show. Mm-hmm. Because you have other people putting their two cents in. So I don't know. I, I like the aspect. I, it's it's a it's a it's a double ended deal though. Either way, you're getting fucked. Um, <laughs> because it's fun because you're actively filming and you're going on these trips and you're doing things with your friends. But then when disagreements happen within the friend circle, you're actively fighting with your friends on TV. Right. And if the cameras were not around, half the time the fights wouldn't last as long. Very true. But because the cameras are around, it's heightened. So you have to deal with that, you have to deal with that longer than you would want to. So it's a double-ended deal though. Either way, you're fucked. (laughs) Would you rather make a friend on camera or bring a friend on camera? It's like a double-ended dildo. Either way, you're fucked. <laughs> because you're making friends with this person that you met on camera. Well, no, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because me and Dominique, we met on camera. Contrary to how it's set up on the show, I knew no one. I knew no one, but they brought me on as Dominique's friend because when the cast got announced, Dominique was the first person to follow me. Dominique was the first person to reach out. I wasn't even here when the cast, when we all got our, got the cast announcement. I was in New York and I was in New York for a month and a half. Dominique called me every day. Dominique FaceTimed me, Dominique texted me and Dominique still does all of that till this day. If I don't hear from, if Dominique don't hear from me, Dominique is calling me. Now girl, I have your location. I know your ass is sitting at home today. <laughs> why didn't I hear from you this morning I so that. I don't know I made a friend on TV and I tell people that that's my nigga like I'm single that's my nigga <laughs> okay that works for me I love that so what's been the most difficult thing for you to film during your time on reality television Ooh. Um, I mean, y'all saw it. I was extremely depressed. Um, so filming that was very, very hard. My confessionals, the one where I looked an absolute fool. Um, I cried literally that whole day. I got to my confessionals. Um, and Andario opened the door and I was like sitting there crying. I wasn't even like all the way dressed and like he had never seen me like that disheveled. Um, Like during that time period of, I had a competition that I was doing here. I had the pageant. I was 
extremely depressed. That's when my self-confidence was very, 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 very low. So I will say that was from January to the end of, till about this time. Yep, because about this time was when we got back from the cabin. That's when, no, mm -mm, because I was still depressed after that because that was at the car accident. I will say that ending gap of when we were filming, I was extremely depressed. So like showing all of that was really hard because I had to relive it. I had to literally watch it all over again. Yeah. On the opposite side of that, what was the most fulfilling part of filming your first season of reality television? Filming all my depression. T tell me more about that. Um, because if I would have never done the show, I would have never realized that I wanted to be seven. Mm. If I would have never filmed any of that, if I would have never just like been open about that or like, ex like really like, well, I, hmm, it was no doing of my own. It just spilled out <laughs> because I was really trying to keep that under wraps. I was trying to keep that. I was cutting myself. Like I wasn't trying to let nobody know any of that. It just spilled out. Um, so I'm happy that I did let all of that go out because I wouldn't be where I am now. I wouldn't be as happy as I am now. I wouldn't be on hormones. I probably just, I don't know. I don't know what I would have been doing. Wow. So I'm happy I did just, yeah. You are good with a double. You are good with a double and a dildo, aren't you? You, you're, you, you are really good with those. I, I just like getting fucked. I love that for you. We love an insatiable bottom. Shout out to you. What? Well, yeah. I don't understand how the girls be around here talking about how they be scared to say that they a bottom girl. I am a bottom, and I am a proud bottom. I'm not I out here taking every dick. However, when I take the dick, she enjoys it. Shout out to all the proud bottoms out there. Slide of my DM. Um, Slide of the DM. Listen, I, I, I just, yeah. Um, hmm. How do you think your show and your season specifically stands with and stands up to and stands apart from the other shows in the web reality space. I'm not answering that because I'm gonna get in trouble. Oh, <laughs> you're not gonna have my friends right here from other franchises talking about really, you. That's how you feel. Nah, we the best. Did you not? Well, I, did you not I, see I, the material? I've interviewed people from almost all the shows at this point. I've interviewed somebody from almost every show, and I asked, "Girl, them. did you not see the material? Did you not see our promos? Did you not see our intros? Did you not see how we was walking on camera? Did you not see? Did you not see how great y'all missed how grand that fucking spa day was? That spa day was lit, and then it was other shit that we did that just didn't make it to camera, like." Y'all, y'all missed some shit that Willa did. Y'all missed, y'all missed some like it was shit that was not aired that we was like, fuck, like it just looked so good. Mm -hmm. Like I we know. had our, I'm sorry, season five was the best. Like it's the best from all amongst all the franchises. Like everybody had did their big one. <laughs> we was depressed like fuck. 
but we had did our pick one. I love that. What did you most look forward to seeing unfold over your season? <laughs> I was so happy when we got to that motherfucking cabin and it had came out that I was not lying. <laughs> they did not show my confession all the way. So I was lying. This whole time, I was bit like Shamar and I was a liar in my rainbow fashion. And not oh, yeah. It's crazy to me. This is wild. So that I was extremely excited. I was like, oh, okay, okay. That and um, my parents. I love that. Like the world getting to meet my mom. I absolutely love that. What keeps you up at night? Oh, hmm. excuse me, easily, my badass dog. I have a four-month-old um, black chocolate lab. Um, he's a lab mixed with an American Shepherd. Um, so just know right now, at four months, he's 27 pounds, 27.8 pounds. He's projected to between, be between 70 to 90. Yikes. I love that um, <laughs> That fucker keeps me up because he's so big and he you know puppies they're like babies they don't sleep throughout the night so he um very much is in my face and now he's at the point to where he's big so all he's doing is walking on my bed um yeah that and um i'm a creative so my mind and my brain is always working i'm a night owl a lot of my concepts and a lot of the music that i like to do like a lot of my ideas when it comes to music i get them at night um a lot of times they wake me it wakes me up out of my sleep and um I tend to that's when I tend to like I will write down a lot of my stuff I'll journal and um I'll also talk to my grandmother my grandmother passed that's what me and Willa bonded over um I, my my grandmother is very much she's a um she was a eastern star a deaconess in her church so she's always tell me when you wake up that early that's God trying to have a conversation with you and I always say that all of the blessings and all of my bookings, I always sit here and say, that's my grandmother up there working overtime. Um, because if it wasn't for my grandmother, I probably would have not dived so much into my drag. My grandmother died at the top of COVID. So I watched her die through a window. Um, and she lived with me. So I would come home from gigs and we would talk about my gigs. My grandmother, again, is hella religious and she's black and Irish being gay let alone dressing up like a woman is not something that my like she would have condoned but she condoned it my grandmother would buy my she would buy me shit to go for my drag so since that's you keeping me up at night I'm gonna talk to you about my drag like we would always do so those are the two things that keep me up at night that's beautiful I love that now that you've experienced both, what scares you more, success or failure? Hear me out. Success. Okay. 
because failure, I'm not scared to fail because all I'm going to do is get back up and dust. What did Aaliyah, Aaliyah say? Dust yourself off and try again. If at first you don't succeed, dust yeah. yourself off and try again. I'm going to always dust myself off and try the fuck again. Right. Success scares me because the Diddy said it best. More money comes more problems. Absolutely. And success scares me because not it scares me because more money, more problems, and not everybody wants you to be successful. Not everyone has your not everyone has your has good intentions with you and your success. So me, I'm not scared. I'm not scared that I'm going to be and that I am successful. I'm scared and I'm, I'm I'm more so worried about the things that the problems that are going to come with me to with me being successful and with me continuing to be successful and where God is going to put the successful doors that he's continuing to open and that he's opening for me. I'm scared of the problem. I'm worried about the problems that's coming with that. And I'm actively to always telling myself, don't be worried about that. Don't be worried about that. Why? Because God got your back. Absolutely. And if you're going to pray about it, you can't worry about it. Absolutely. That makes perfect sense. What has reality television taught you about people? People do things for storyline. Okay. People, somebody, people will do anything for a storyline. Fair enough. What have you learned about you? What have I learned about myself? Uh Uh-huh. What have you learned about yourself from experiencing reality television? My communication skills is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) And standing up for myself. I'm terrible. I I was terrible at it. Um, That's what it taught me. Mm. It taught me to work on my communication and to work on standing up for myself. And standing up for yourself doesn't always have to be a fight. And it doesn't always have to be a, a bad thing that you have to that that you're standing up for yourself. How are you protecting your peace nowadays? I stay myself and I, if I'm not at work, I'm at home. If I'm not at home, if I'm not at home, I'm with my dog at home. If I'm not at home with my dog, I'm at work. I've been doing, uh, I, I will say since like December, I have just been protecting my peace because my hormones have been making me extremely depressed and I know it's my hormones. So since like December, I have just been to myself and just actively trying to, actively getting myself together and getting to know myself. Mm-hmm. So like just to keep my peace, I will say lately, that's been my go-to thing. I've just been to me. Okay. Do you think you found yourself yet? I found her, but she's still looking. She's she's still growing, so she's still looking at herself. Okay. I dig that. What does the person you've become today tell your younger self in retrospect? Girl, start transitioning at nine. Here. <laughs> Girl, start transitioning early. That way you ain't got to... 
<laughs> so that way, girl, you ain't got to worry about your voice changing. You can have titties for a long time as opposed to as opposed to a short time. You can cut off that. You don't have to go through fucking girl. You don't have to go through puberty twice. Girl, you do not have to go through puberty twice, girl. That's what my younger self will say. I love that for you. My older self will say that to my younger self. Girl, start doing it now. Period. Is there anything that you would like to share with my audience and I that I didn't cover in our conversation today? Make sure y'all follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, OnlyFans. Everything is Drew Friday underscore. I do not have OnlyFans. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to the OnlyFans girls, I am not judging you. That is just not my cup of tea. I'm not having sex <laughs> on the internet. Um, but no. Um, other than that, just be who you are because those who mind don't matter, and those who matter don't mind. Continue to just stay true to yourself, and you know, be you. Nice. And if you ever need somebody to kick it with or chit chat with because you having you having a bad day and you down my DMs are always open and so is my hole period I I, I, I um, <laughs> imagine when I make drag race imagine the imagine the things that are gonna come out of my mouth I can't wait stay tuned children stay tuned um how do you want to be remembered as a person? That she was always laughing and that she was always funny and that she was just so full of light and love and positive energy. I love that. And she was so, one damn good performer. That part. That part. Now, my last question for you before I release you back into the wild is where can the people find you and all the things you want to promote? You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. Everything is Drew Friday underscore. That's D-R-E-W, Friday like your favorite day of the week, underscore. Except for OnlyFans, that's the Drew Friday with two E's. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And three underscores. <laughs> <laughs> in three underscores don't forget the three or else you're not gonna find it I have a video called two girls one cop <laughs> where y'all find that video drop down in the comments and let me know what y'all think about Drew Friday let me know what y'all think too about two girls and one cup <laughs> on that note children that has been our show I appreciate every single one of you guys. <laughs> I appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in to help me to facilitate this conversation. And I want to extend an extra special, extra special thank you to my guest, Drew Friday, for blessing the podcast today. Thank you so much for being here, my love. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate you. Absolutely. The pleasure was mine. I needed this laugh. Thank you so much. Make you sure know, you as long as you laughing with me and not at me, girl. Absolutely. Come back anytime. 
when you make it on Drag Race, when the new season of Chasing drops. Or if you just want to come and shoot the shit. Let me- listen, listen, I'm down to come and shoot the shit. Um, I love how you said when the new season of Chasing starts filming, um, starts airing, because uh, who would have said that I was going to pick? Who said you didn't have an OnlyFans? got a point all right and with that being said children i want to remind all of you guys out there to be real stay in reality and always always bring the realness i am brian k james this has been real reality realness and until next time i love every single one of you guys from the bottom of my green heart emoji keep the mess in the message be useful but not used and misbehave yourselves peace bye guys Go subscribe to Drew's Only Fans. Period. <laughs>going on everybody brian k james here and i'm so excited to let you know that this podcast is being brought to you in part by outlander media network outlander's mission is to bring you the most exclusive alternative content from across the web from the farthest reaches invading your space we appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in and never want you to forget to embrace your inner outlander I am Brian K. James, and this is Real Reality Realness.